Growing your beauty business doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about mastering a few key strategies and systems to save you time. Welcome to Beauty Marketing Simplified, a podcast dedicated to helping you on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, April Meese. I'm a permanent cosmetic artist that built my six-figure business while only working three days a week and raising twin toddlers. I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now. Well, hello, beautiful. So today I have another Beauty Boss interview. Carla Richardion is going to be joining me. And so today we're going to be talking about looking at the beauty trends and what it's like to grow a beauty business. And so Carla is an artist, an international speaker and demonstrator and a perpetual student of her craft. She's a member and a platinum trainer, a Permablend Select team member and a duo lip pigment line creator. She's the owner of Sculpted Studios and Academy with three locations in the U.S. And she also has online courses and webinars on Shay Daniels Academy Online. She's also the mom to a six-year-old daughter, Marlo. So precious, so precious. She's a beauty. So let's just jump into it. I first heard you speak at the SPCP, what I think I want to say that was last year or maybe the year before. Mm -hmm. I knew what you did. You know, I kind of knew of you and I knew that you were one of the forefront leaders of really bringing out melanin rich lip treatments and procedures, but I had never followed you or like you said, <laughs> I hadn't really been in your circle. And I have to tell you that when you were speaking on stage, I was like, this girl knows <laughs> her stuff. I was like, this one here. She's hot. This is well, a live thank one. You. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. You know, for me, it's science and, you know, understanding why we do things, not just how we do them. Right. Like just like the process of, of getting it done. It really fuels my soul. So my inner geek and nerd just geeks out on this stuff. And when I mean geeks out on it, I've spent the last six years of my career really breaking it down to why everything happens, why we see what we see, why we need to use what we need to use, and developing things based on all that data that has been collected and formulated over all those years. So it's a very different approach, right? doesn't mean that other artists aren't doing it right. They just have a different way of thinking about it. And I just, I like the way that I think about it. And I, I think that there are lots of geeky people out there just like me. And if I can help them understand what they're doing a little bit better, and because my voice speaks to their voice, by all means, like, come and find me. You know, it's become one of the most popular treatments, but it's not all that we do as artists. Right. And it is an advanced skill because it, the color theory is very difficult to grasp if you don't see it just naturally and easily, which some people do. And if your techniques for regular lip blushing and lip tattooing aren't solid, you can create a lot of damage that's permanent going forward on somebody else. So you have to have the experience tattooing to kind of understand it. And I think that that's something that everybody misses when it comes to melanin work. You know, they just want to learn how to do melanin lips. And they're not realizing that without that one to two years experience working on lips that aren't aggressively melanated, 
you're going to create damage. And it's not just because you don't understand the color theory. It's because you don't understand your pressure, your stretch, your technique, your tools, because it is different work. And it's, and it's okay to learn single needle techniques and work with lip blushing on non-melanin clients. It's okay to start there. I mean, we all did. I, I accidentally did my first neutralization client. You know, it was eight years ago now. And she's a good friend of mine. And she's like, I want to do lip blushing. I was like, well, your lip color is kind of different than anything I'm used to. So, but you know, it, it, I fell into it and there's nothing wrong with that either. It's just, there's education out there and it's much more accessible than it used to be. So get that education and never think you're above it and never be afraid to, you know, if a teacher wants to put you in a class like, you know, that you believe is beneath you, there's a reason that they're doing that. And it's not that it's beneath you, it's to give you the better chance. You know, I have people come into my advanced classes, they really only know single needle work, they've only done a handful of lips, and I'm like, this is a little bit above you. I'm sorry, but this is over your head. And, you know, you can't understand your machines and your tools, and you, you don't know that there's a difference between, I don't know, the speed settings and your needles and how to adjust. Like, you, you're still at a fundamental level, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you can take a step back as an artist and learn really great foundational work and then put in the actual work. You know, yeah. I think that there are perpetual students who just take and take and take, but they take the class and then they don't go home and practice nonstop. I mean, I used to practice six to 10 hours a week and not on people. Well, there's so many parts that I want to pull out from that. So first of all, I love that you geek out on the science. I love the science too. And I also, that's the same way I geek out on marketing now. Like I love mm -hmm. all of the messaging and all, you know, it's just, it's just, it's what you enjoy. And so then it, it becomes, it's not like study or work. It's fun. Right. But right. I wanted to pull out a few things. Sure. One, I wanted to touch on the, the fact that when you were talking, it made me think like you were like, they, if you don't get the foundation, right? Like, and, and, and we can use so many analogies of like building so a house many. and you have to have that foundation or else the house will crack. But, but also like knowing as an artist, like just like a baby, you know, a baby is going to crawl or, mm -hmm. you know, fumble before yep. it's going to walk or the baby's not going to sprint from the beginning. Right. No, like hundred percent. And as artists, we also have to take that journey. But I want you to take us back to when you started. Tell us about sure. how you started your, how you got, what made you interested in permanent makeup or like people always want to know the behind the right, scenes. The behind journey. the scenes. Absolutely. So into the United States, I was getting my lashes done, which my mother wanted to go because that was also very, very new that nobody even heard of that before what a lash extension was and it was on the table. And the girl said, you know, we can also do some, something called microblading, which simulates hair on the skin. And I was like, well, that sounds really cool because I had no eyebrows. I mean, they're powder now. I've transitioned from microblading. But, I mean, I had, like, these little patches, like, right here and right here. I lost all my eyebrow hair to a bad waxing incident when I was, like, 18. And, <laughs> well, I was like, okay, let's do this microblading thing. Well, when I tell you she cut, like, straight through to my bones, I was – bleeding all over the table. I mean, I had to have removal. My mother had to do the same thing. Like, but we didn't know anything was wrong with that. Like, I just, I just remember thinking like, this is so barbaric and I cannot believe I'm going through this. So after I got them taken off, after I had to deal with all of that, I was like, it popped into my head again when I was going through miscarriage number three. 
And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to learn to do this. It seems very repetitive and pattern oriented. And I started doing some research into finding people who would train. And I ended up flying to Eastern Europe and taking a microblading training, which also introduced me to machine work which was powder at the time called something else. I can't even remember what they used to call it, but it wasn't powdered brows. It was shaded. like, yeah, shaded brows or micro shading brows. It was something like that. So it was both in one. Mm-hmm. And I just loved it. I was like, this is super cool. It's techie. It's geeky. I could get into that. And at the time, everyone was like, so let me get this straight. You're going to leave your corporate job making really good money. I was making north of six figures. And you're going to tattoo people's faces? Yes. It's like, yeah, why not? And I work for myself, make my own hours. I can relax. Then I got pregnant with Marlo uh, on accident. We were going to go do IVF. And I had the drugs in the fridge. And I had to take a pregnancy test before I did. And I was like, okay, I'm pregnant. And I, I was actually kind of mad about it, right? I was like, oh, do I really need to go through another miscarriage? Like, we were really worried about it. And she ended up being born at 23 weeks, which is technically a miscarriage by law. She was under a pound. She's obviously six now. But I was like, okay, now what am I going to do? I'm sitting here in the NICU for 190 plus days. So I dragged in my latex and I dragged in my equipment. And that's my monotonous, what I did to just find peace in all of it. I was living in my car. There's a fly just landed on my nose. (laughs) <laughs> I was living in my car so I could go back and forth to the hospital. And then the Ronald McDonald hospital would give me a room for a few nights and things like that. So yeah, that's what I did. I just practiced nonstop. And when I was done, my family was lined up at the door. Like we all need eyebrows. Nobody, like nobody had been doing any of this. Yeah. So it spread like wildfire. I had a little back room in my home that was like a solarium, you know, like the, like a, like a yes, greenhouse yes. kind of a deal. So yeah. I converted that into my first studio. It was 250 square feet. And in my, in my home, nonetheless, in upstate New York with a two-mile-long driveway. And I had 10, 12 clients a day. And people were just like, oh, okay. And I was like, well, I better actually turn this into a business. Yeah. Right? Because, because a lot of artists just do the art, right? And I went back to my business degree and my marketing degree, <laughs> my law degree. And I was like, okay, now what do I need to do? I need to build this as a business and get out of my house <laughs> before you know, this gets bigger. And I had people flying in now from like crazy places trying to get to my house. And permanent makeup became a little bit more well-known. Over that first two, three years, it just exploded. You know, you had companies like Feebrows and Beauty Angel from Claire. And, you know, they just, they brought it a little bit more mainstream and more recognizable. And people were really starting to take into these trainings and onlines because you didn't have to fly to Europe. At that point, I had flown to Europe, you know, like 12, 13 times taking classes in languages I didn't understand So, you know, when everyone's like, oh, your class is in Miami and I'm in Louisiana, I'm like, I have no sympathy. I'm like, get (laughs) on a plane. I don't know what to tell you. Like, or when artists or clients are like, well, you know, I'm in New Jersey and you're in New York. Don't you have a studio here? I'm like, what? Like, I flew all over the world. So it's becoming so much, it's becoming so accessible that people aren't even willing to 
find what they want and then they, you know, they show up at a training and then they come back and they feel like, well, I took another training that was closer to me, but it wasn't what I wanted. So I'm here. I'm like, well, I told you to get on the plane. But yeah, then from there, I expanded to Miami. I've been looking for a place to kind of winter bird away. It's cold in upstate New York. And a girlfriend yeah. of mine lived down here, came to visit, ended up with a space in like 24 hours. And I'm mostly kind of a go, go, go. And then we opened up in Manhattan. Yep. I'd been working in Manhattan under other people's studios with them. I was so grateful for them to give me homes. Uh, you know, Matt Iulo has got micro gave me a home for a while. Uh, Jenny Lind from Mystique Brows gave me a home for a little while. And then I was like, you know what? We really just need to put the sculpted stamp on this and put a studio in New York. And I'm actually flying to Arizona tomorrow to open up the third location. Wow. So amazing. So let's break some of that down. So I love that you did training internationally because I always feel that, first of all, one of my favorite expressions is we don't know what we don't know, right? Exactly. And so when you go to other countries, like they, I, I definitely feel like, you know, I love the United States and so forth, but I definitely feel like they really take the craft seriously. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, the classes are 30, 40, days. It's, it's an investment in your career. Yeah. Uh, you know, I spent more on my first year of training than I did on my law degree. I mean, guys like north of 80 grand, like it's, you know, you get, you can get two, $300 classes now and that's great continuing education and stuff. But if you vibe with an educator and they educate nano brows, then go and find that educator. And no matter how far that you have to travel, because even though someone else offers nano brows and maybe a training in your town under the, the name nano brows, it's like going to a restaurant, like an Italian restaurant and showing them a photo of the pasta that you had at the other restaurant last week that blew your socks off and asking them to make it for you. Okay, it's yeah. not the same thing. So yeah. whether you are looking for education or services, if you vibe with someone's stuff, Go do it. And I vibed with so many artists, you know, coming out of Eastern Europe, their techniques, A, they take them on a whole nother level of serious. It's, they're different. And if you're, I, I wanted to go to the, the source and I went, you know, uh, Italian, uh, Yuramenko, um, Oksana, Olena. Um, I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on. Marguerite Jansen, it, I went and I, and I perfected everything and I sucked up every bit of information. And yeah, some of it was redundant, but there was some of it that really gave me an edge and then gave me the confidence to stop, not, not seeking training because I still take trainings two to five times a year, but it, it gave me the ability to be curious for myself. You know, I, it's like, um, you know, when people get really addicted to self-help books and they can't stop reading them and then all of a sudden they can't think for themselves because the way they're thinking doesn't align with page five. Yes. Right? And you start to get this like tunneled. So I tell my, even my students, like go home and digest this information, work with this information for a while and then go for something new and something different. You don't need to provide every single service under the cosmetic tattooing umbrella to be successful. When I got successful was when I stopped doing that. Yes, preach. Okay. 
I stopped doing that. I stopped being a jack of all trades. Can I do eyebrows? Absolutely. Can I do eyeliner? Absolutely. Can I do lips? Absolutely. Areola? Sure. But people know me the most for my lip work and my color theory work because that's what I stuck to. That's my niche. I chose a niche. And I to go to your marketing, I understood my client. Who was I speaking to? I'm not for everybody. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. <laughs> I'm very direct. I don't pull any punches. I, I'm not everybody. I'm a little edgy here at Sculpted. Sculpted does not look like a day spa. Right? It's a face tattoo, not a spa day. It's kind of my, my motto. So it's, I'm not for everybody. So I focused in on that, and I focused in on that technique, and that's what turned one studio of running around like a chicken without a head into three, four studios, if you can consider my home, it is still open, into what I have today, you know, product lines, and because I, I honed in, I focused. I focused my energy. Yeah, love, love, love that. I was just telling our students just yesterday, and I say it all the time, that you want to be the specialist, not the generalist. Exactly. Who's going to get paid more? Your, your general doctor or the, you know, the bone surgeon, right? Is that... When, and who are you going to go to, right? When you ha when something happens with your foot and you want to walk again, you're going to go to the specialist yeah, yep. and you're going to pay what you need to pay, right? You're going to pay whatever it is because you, it's important to you. And so and I love also find that they end up having, there's reducing their service pricing because they're doing so many services that their overhead is off balance to their income. And if you just cut out a lot of that overhead, and even if you were taking four clients at $1,000 a client versus 10 clients at $200 a client, you're doing better. You're winning. You don't need every single client, but what you do need is the time and the value to sit in that chair. Yeah. And, you know, my time is money and it's valuable and because i'm not trying to market 97 services plus all the supplies for all of those services you know it's you know instagram has become like you know if the bear if the tree falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it so yeah you may posted eyebrows but it was five days ago because you had to do liner lips training areola scar camouflage waxing, tinting, lamination. Your brow post was all the way back here. Yep. And nobody's scrolling back that far. Yep, that's so, so true. Don't yep. breathe energy into something and really excel at it, and you can never go wrong. Yep, so true. Yeah, I always say this same exact thing. It's like, oh my gosh, there's so many things. And I don't know if you know, but I also had an infertility battle for many years. I, I did the IVF several, several times. Wow. We had several rounds of that. So that lasted for about two years too. And then that's how I have twin girls. Amazing. See, everything, everything works. Everything's beautiful works out, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It happens for a reason. So You've kind of, you've touched on so many things that I want to dig in, into, but also need to be mindful of your time. So I think that, you know, the, the key takeaway to that is you focused on, obviously you did other services, but you really became known for treating and really tackling melanin-rich skin. And I say tackling it because at that time, 
so many of us were, and I'll tell you, you know, in transparency, I had done some, but also was very, but turned most of them away. So it was on a case by case basis because I was just like, this can be too problematic. I can't load up the lips with a bunch of titanium dioxide. Nope. I can't promise them, you know, these pinky pink lips that they, they want, you know, if their lips are super dark, like it was just such a, and so it was easier just to say no. Than there's to really, nothing wrong with no. Yeah. There's just literally nothing wrong with saying no. And, you know, even I don't, even I can't promise that stuff. You know, I can't, can't say, I, I say to my clients, listen, this is a process. Yes. You're going to be in my chair multiple sessions. There's no man that's going to come through my door and hand me an award because I managed to do a neutralization in one second. <laughs> God, there's no prize for that. Like, I've been waiting for one. Right? Yeah, like the publisher's clearing house. They come through with a marching exactly. band. Exactly. Exactly. You know, keep it authentic and keep your spiel to your clients authentic. Keep your photos and your videos authentic, right? We all know that it's the, the retouching is insane right now. So it's like you're shooting yourself in the foot because yeah. they come in and they show you this massively retouched photo and they're expecting that as a result. You're going to crash and burn. No, yeah. don't get me wrong. There's beauty in, and you guys have all seen my Instagram, there's beauty in, and if you haven't, it's at Sculpted Studios. There's beauty in like video collages and, and capturing people from a marketing perspective, but there's also really raw shit in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it should be. The swelling is normal. The bright colors are normal. You know, meeting multiple sessions is normal. Getting diverse results across clients is also normal. They're different people. They started with different contributing undertones. So, you know, it's another step to, you know, like April said, babies roll, crawl, walk, right? The, the client consultation is something you also have to be very confident in. And, you know, you may be it's much easier to have that conversation with somebody who doesn't need a neutralization over somebody that does. It's a lot easier to say to them like, okay, so you have pink undertone lips. We're going to enhance that color, give you something a little bit more vibrant than what you have. Neutralization is, you know, listen, this is going to be multiple sessions. You're going to have some swelling. During the healing process, your lips might go darker. They might go lighter. They might look uneven. It's going to take 14 to 16 weeks for you to see the result. And then you have to come back again. Yes. And you have to have the strength to say that. And that strength comes from believing in your craft and believing in your skill set. And if your skill set is still contingent on you asking everybody on social media, you know, or your instructor, hopefully they are in contact with you still, every question along the way, you're just not there. You know, like what colors am I using? What needles am I using? What speed am I using? Like your, your confidence isn't there because you're asking other people to do your work and you don't even yeah. realize that that's what's happening. So, You've got to take that training in that class to get you to the point where you feel like you can really dig in and, and learn a little bit for yourself. It's, learning is a thing still, guys. Like, so is research. Yes. <laughs> and seeing people like come on when the Facebook groups were just starting and, and, you know, we had never had anything like yeah, that when never. I started, I started permanent makeup in 2003. And so we didn't have, you know, these things, but people were saying, this person is in my chair right now. What yeah. pigment should I use? And yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, what? yeah. exactly. And it's still, like, 
and, and you don't even you don't even know if the advice is right guys like i know that yes. you guys run some really good facebook groups where like you vet people who are in there but i'm sorry but like the the, the top echelon of artists who really should be answering your questions are not sitting there trolling those facebook groups yes Yes. And they're not. If, if I had the time to sit there on a Facebook group, now don't get me wrong, once in a while somebody tags me or I'll get a phone right. call, yes. I'll do my best to get in there. But I'm not sitting there for three hours a day combing through Facebook groups so I can advertise myself and throw my, my information out there. Like, you want my information, you got to come through my doors to get it. You know, and it's, you don't know if it's Bob in his chair with his koozie having a, having a gas. Like on his wife's account, like you just don't know the, you don't, you don't know who this is and, or if the advice is right, or if they're just taking it from the training that they got yesterday. And even if that trainer had the right information. So, you know, you have to be very careful taking that stuff at, okay, well, she answered me. Okay. That must be the answer. You know, when I was a kid and I know you were about the same age, I wanted to know something. My parents told me to go look it up and I went to the library. Now they Google it. What color do I use on melanin rich lips? And the, it's the, the first thing that comes up is the, must be the answer. Mm. There's pages yeah. and pages of research to do there. You know, if you can yeah. use that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's really important to, okay, get the answer, but then ask the why. Why am I using this? Yes. And if they can't answer the why, they're just playing telephone. And what I mean by that is, they learned it from someone who learned it, who learned it, who learned it, who learned it, who learned it. And it's just been passed down like water over the berm. And it's getting less water every time. And the information is getting completely lost. And so is the knowledge that comes behind it. You know, what speed do you run your lips at? What texture am I using? What needle am I using? What machine am I using? What power cord do I have? How old is my client? The list of questions goes on and on and on. And just... I don't know, 3.2 volts is not an answer. Pause. <laughs> Pause. Pause for dramatic effect. Hit the rewind button and listen to it again. This girl's preaching. Rant over. Oh my God. It is, uh, it's feeding my soul right now. I just want you to know it is filling me up. So yes, 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 and yes. So many things on that. And yeah, ask the why. Ask the why. So good. Like be curious, right? Mm -hmm. Be and there, There's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, if you have it, I know there's educators out there because I've heard it from my students when they, you know, they've taken my class and I always encourage them to take other trainers. And I even give them a list of amazing people and artists all around the globe. Some of them that don't even know I exist. Some of them probably don't even like me. I mean, I'm sure, but I don't care. I know that they do quality stuff. And, but a lot of, a lot of trainers don't like to be questioned. So, you know, be very, very mindful of stuff like that because if you, if I shouldn't say they don't like to be questioned, but they may not possess the answer and that's embarrassing. And oh. you need to know the why, you know, yep. you, you only use single round, you only use a single round liner on lips. I, I heard one of my students say that to me the other day. Well, my teacher told me we could only do this with single round liner. I was like, okay, well, why, what was her why? Yeah. And she just looked at me. I was like, did you not ask? And she was like, I didn't think I needed to. And I was like, Mm. Well, the answer is you can use anything that you want. I don't really care what it is, just as long as you know how to use it. And, you know, I've used everything from a single needle configuration. The other day I used an 88 round liner. 
Wow. To do a set of lips. So you can use anything in the spectrum, round liners, round shaders, mags, whatever. as long as you know what you're doing with them yes. and you're, have, you're properly trained and you're properly yeah. practiced. So I, I tend to get really nervous when trainers are like only use this, only use this and you'll be fine. Yeah. yeah, you'll be fine for like 90% of the people. Maybe you get lucky, but yeah, I think they're trying to give them like, you know, parameters so that they don't hurt themselves. But I think it's good to question like, why is that? And when are you ready for the next level? When are 100%, you? 100%. Yeah. And I, I, I listen, my, my beginners, my fundamentals, we work with a single needle. It's easier yeah. for you to target one point of contact. But that's my answer to the why. So yeah. you're going to use a single needle today because it's a lot easier for me to get you started with a single point of contact. However, there are multiple ways to do this. And it does not just start with or stop with a single needle. So, you know, there's also like, here's your pigment set, right? It's just something tangible that I can give you so you can start to learn. These are not the only pigments, right? This is not some magic stuff in a box, right? It's the tool and understanding how to use it. Right. Yes. You, I, I give the analogy with golf. I mean, there's not a lot of golfers, but maybe I've got a few. You could play the entire course with the driver. But if you know what all the other 16 clubs do, you have an advantage over the game. Yeah. But let's teach you how to swing one club at a time. And yeah. it, it makes sense. But I never say words like always or never, except for like two very specific circumstances, like never go outside the lips for a million border. <laughs> the why is because this is keratinized skin tissue and this is lipid membrane. The color will heal aggressively different and your client will be miserable because it'll look like they have permanently chapped lips and skin. So, yeah. Right. You and always I follow it up. And I love what Shay here says. She said a lot of trainers only educate on the variety of tools they carry. And, you know, she's, she's, she thinks it's like unethical, but like they're, they're doing it to like sell what they right. offer. Sell what they offer for them. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I include the machine that we make here in house for my students. And the reason I do that is because it's what I'm using on the table. And I also know that it's not white labeled. I made it with an engineer. I made it for myself. It's like the bastard child of three different machines that I've been constantly on rotate and had all three of them on my tray. So my students kept asking, like, well, can't we have that? And I was like, oh, I really only made a handful for me. So I make them. They're in my student kits. I know their quality, and that's kind of what it is. But I'm not trying to perpetuate it because when I teach machine theory in class, I also review six or seven other machines that I just have taken a liking to. Now, there's plenty of machines out there that I haven't tried, and there are plenty of machines out there that I've tried that I don't like. So it's my eight years worth of experience that I kind of shook out a little bit, but I always show variety. I don't know if it's unethical to train with your stuff, because like as April said, it's a way to kind of give people a box because, you know, the theory here can get very explosive and expansive exponentially rapidly and very quickly. But I would say that maybe it would be if the, the sole purpose of the education was to sell the product. That's right. Intention. Intention. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, sometimes it's just easier. You know, it's like when I started and when April started, do you have any idea how hard it was for me to even find cotton rounds? Yes. 
Like there was no list provided by a trainer. Like here's your Amazon shopping list. That didn't exist. uh, Tables, ring lights, just to get somebody to recommend a ring light. You might as well have asked him what the secret was to, you know, finding Montezuma. So like you guys have it really well, like welcome to being spoiled in the permanent makeup industry because I couldn't get answers on pigments. Permablend didn't even exist at the time. You yeah. Know, I was ordering stuff in from Russia and just even getting it took months. Yeah. Needles? So- you wanted an answer on a needle? God bless you. Which needle brand can you use? Or yeah. ordering them and having them delivered in three days from Tina and her amazing crew at Tina Professional, like Tina Davies Professional. I always want to take her last name out of it. Yeah. I'm going to make her rename herself. <laughs> but this just, just didn't exist. So, you know, make sure that you're just finding somebody with experience as an educator, right? Like a year is not experience. Two years is not experience. Six years, eight years, that's experience because I've seen my clients and they've seen their clients come back healed for other touch-up sessions. They've had chances to fix their own mistakes. They've lived through mistakes. Anybody younger than that in their career is regurgitating what they were taught. Yes, yeah, right. Unless they're a phenom and they exist. They do exist. But on average, it's, it's, it's a money grab. So you got to pay attention to that. Yeah. So I want to touch on, we talked about like you're, you're kind of, I love like you approach it from like really kind of the behind the why, right? You're, you're, and you probably do that in business too. Like if you have that curious, like you're like, well, why should we set up our business this way? Like you have a way of like thinking and, but it also sounds like you're a quick start. It sounds like you are an action taker because sometimes people, if, you know, if they're more analytical, but they'll like, I see this with a lot of our students. So like overthink things, right. And then they never get started, but it sounds like you have that quick start in you, like just do it type of thing. But I want to talk about maybe one of your biggest, and I'm going to put it in quotes because we always learn from these things, but like failures or Mm -hmm. like an aha along the way that you were like, wow, that was a big teaching moment because I think we learn the most from those. Absolutely. I think my biggest teaching moment, I kind of touched on it before, was letting go of knowing how to do everything. And I, I had so many services that I had invested thousands of dollars in education. My areola training alone back then was a little north of $10,000. You can find them a lot cheaper now, but plus the equipment and the, the inks and the this and the that and the redundancies of buying all this stuff and letting that go. Yes. Is somebody like me who's a quick starter and I can handle a lot. Sure, I can add another 15 hours to my working day. No problem. Letting that go was huge. Reorganizing my business structure, that was fun and a mm-hmm. learning process along the way. When you start to expand your studios and your locations and you start to bring people in, there are mistakes you're going to make along the way, including like giving them passcodes. Like that's a simple one. Right. I recently had to change in two days time. I had to change like something like 340 logins. Mm, that'll never, that, yeah, exactly. My words, exactly. That'll never happen again. Cause I learned about LastPass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's, 
there's going to be all of this stuff. And, you know, they're not going to be, sometimes they're not these huge failures where you're like, oh, man. Sometimes they're just little baby ones. And you learn and you're like, I can do this better. Like, I've been using Acuity since I started my career. It's my booking system. And I'm very attached to it. I've spent countless hours building out the back end of that. It has grown into this massive thing that holds three studio locations and our artists. And I need to change it. Mm. It's not sufficient enough. And I am working harder, not smarter, because I am scared of transferring everything over from one to the other and screwing something up or dropping the ball or having a hole or having this other one not work as well as the one before it. And it's going to happen. On Thursday, I'm going to sit down. I've got a day off and I'm just going to move everything over and say, okay, because that's it with business. Like you just got to give it a shot. And if it sucks, you can go back. You know, it was like changing over the website. I built it from scratch using Weebly, which is kind of like a Squarespace or something. I think actually yeah. Squarespace did end up buying them. I don't even know if they exist anymore. Yeah. And then having to switch that to like a real website, <laughs> like a real grown up one using like a WordPress. So my SEO and all that search engine optimization and Google analytics and all these like big giant techie words that I am really uncomfortable with. That one sucked. <laughs> and, you know, failing that twice, you know, like having the website not really work or we got botted. That was fun. So, you know, people were yes. like, clicking, like our competition was sending people to click on our ads and run our bills oh, up. No. That was, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. So I had to learn that the hard way, that people aren't kind and they will do really weird stuff to you. So now I have to hire, I hired a person who literally just manages and watches that to make sure that's not happening. So, you know, like all these like weird things that you learn along the way. All right, I got another one for you. Here's a big one. So my amazing sister is my bookkeeper. She's a forensic accountant. She's totally, you think I'm a geek? She's like numbers and like black and white. So when I started the business, she said, okay, business 101, right? Let's get an LLC and let's set up your business bank account. I said, great. At the time I was back and forth with my daughter. So she took everything to the bank. She's, you know, on my stuff, whatever. Unbeknownst to either of us, because neither one of us paid attention to it for the last eight years, I had been running the business banking through my social security number and not my EIN. Not the end of the universe because I'm an LLC. So from a tax perspective, no big deal, but nobody caught it. So when I wanted to buy, the business wanted to buy stuff, we had no buying power as a no. business. That's right. That was fun. Yeah. So yeah. I had to backpedal. And thank God I have a really good relationship with the bank. I've been banking with them since I'm 18 in my first banking account. And they took all that into consideration. They're like, we can see it was an obvious oops because none of your personal stuff has come through here. So they ended up working with us. But that could have been a really big snag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a real, I could have, could have done things from a personal perspective, right? There's more than one way. But, you know, even the most together people drop the ball. And yeah. that was a big one that got completely dropped. And it was an oversight on everybody's part. My accountant never caught it. My sister never caught it. 
I never caught it. My mother, who's in and out of doing banking for me all the time, she never caught, nobody ever saw it. Even the banking institution was like, what are you talking about? This is a business account. I'm like, no, it's not. And they're like, they, it took them like three days and two analysts to figure out that they were, that I was right. That it was attached to my social and not my EIN. Yeah. So yeah, that was fun. So failure is inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Mm -hmm. And I like to use the analogy that it, it's more like, um, so like the ocean always comes to the shore, right? But the tide always pulls back and you can see all the trash and shells and BS on the ocean floor. When that tide pulls back, that's your time to run in there and pick up all that stuff and try and get rid of as much of the trash as you can. And you're going to find some gems in there, beautiful pieces of glass that have been mold over by the ocean like you're gonna find some beauty in there too and take advantage of that so know that no one's business journey is perfect know that no one's got it all together know that no one doesn't suffer from anxiety over it or stress over it or work-life balance whatever that means <laughs> you know you have a significant other and they have a nine to five, maybe weekends off. They're an educator. They even have summers off and they want to know where your time off is. And I'm like, I travel between three of the studio locations. I have a six year old and everybody's like, really? Like you make your, make your choices for you and understand that that's, that that's still very important. You know, you don't have to apologize for who you are. I mean, don't do anything nasty. But, you know, you don't have to apologize for who you are. You, it's okay to glitter, shine, be bright, put in the hard work, and, you know, clean up the trash when it needs to happen. Because it's, God, it's inevitable. Yeah, it's inevitable. I mean, that is the journey, right? I think that's why I always say that's, I mean, I think of some of the biggest devastations that I've had are the ones that I've learned the most from, you know, just. Absolutely. And the journey never stops. Like no. I almost hate the word journey because people think that like, there's like an end to that. <laughs> like there's a destination and there's really not, you know, like build your business backwards. Uh, that was something one of my professors once told me. And I thought that was genius. What's your exit strategy? How do you close down? You're done. You're going to retire. What's this look like over here? What is this going to take? and then build your business backwards. How do you get there? Know where you're going and it helps a lot. Like right now, if your goal is to make six figures in a year, what does that six figures look like in reverse? What does that six figures look like amortized out over years? And then what's your exit strategy? Right? Yeah. I've always known my exit strategy. So yeah. I, I know where I'm headed. So tell us what are, what is like the where are you headed? What what's next for you? What what's um, exciting? What gets you lit up and so going? Next for us, I've got pigment launches coming out. We are launching hopefully before the end of the year. Um, they're all reach compliant, so there's lots of testing to be done, and you know every batch simply has to be tested, and you know everything just takes a little bit longer than it used to. Welcome yeah. to the new world. Um, we've got a new pro, we've got a new machine uh, that we've been working on for the last uh, year and a half, Steve and I. So we're really excited about that. We've got some distribution coming out so that we were not trying to deal with that by ourselves. 
I just brought in like more of a med spa concept here in Miami as well as Arizona. We're going to fly out tomorrow to open that space up. And uh, yeah, I think I'm going to ride that for a little while. Wait, sorry, when you say med spa, do you mean bringing in other estheticians? Yep. We've got, so I just brought in an esthetician here in Miami. She does insane massages. She's um, been doing this for 25 years. She's from Brazil and she's incredible. So we're going to start some education there as well. In Arizona, we brought on an esthetician, an injector, and a nail artist. Because I can do that in Arizona, I can bring on the nail artist. We also in New York uh, have brought on a lash artist in Arizona too, as well as an injector. So diversification, I guess, is the next step, right? How do you branch out beyond permanent makeup, right? And beyond this microcosm uh, and something that's very difficult, right? So where all of these other services, you know, they're, they're feeders to your permanent makeup business, which is great. But they also see repeat clientele. So your clients are coming back every two weeks, every four weeks, every six weeks, but they're coming back. Our clients, I, I don't see my clients for 16 weeks for a second session, 14 to 16 weeks, and then I don't see them again for three to five years. Yeah. So right. every client I bring in needs to be new, and that's stressful. Yeah, that's yeah. It's a, a lot of lead generation, and constant cold calling and, you know, sales is the name of the game, but I, I don't need to, I don't need to sweat not having 19 PMU clients in every day for the four artists here as much as I used to have to sweat it when that was all we provided. So I think yeah. a little bit of diversification, we're starting subscription-based education. So we launched it on our Instagram two weeks ago which was fantastic. So we're giving out our tips and our tricks and stuff like that through subscription. And uh, that will then trickle into a larger vault of information and knowledge that'll be subscription based. That'll be hosted on something that's not, they that have more than 90 seconds to tell you. So like this is the bite sized little tips and tricks. And then there'll be much longer, like, you know, 20 to 30 minute micro courses and stuff like that kind of over there. And uh, we're working with Permablend on their education stuff as well. I love working with them. They're such an incredible team. Amory is just one of my favorite people and her, their marketing department is just phenomenal. They're the chemists and I, we geek out all day long. So I'm really excited to see that stuff all come to fruition. Steve's got his scalp line coming out and we are contemplating doing a color theory tour kind of on a global perspective. I'm going to go see some of my girls that I met in Rotterdam in London. I'm going to do some classes in London, I think in 2023 now that the world's open as well as Singapore we have just connected with brow shop which is they're amazing they're out of Australia so they may have a conference coming up as well and they are carrying some of our online courses so yeah I think it's just now that we've built it it's time to spend some time in it a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah, it sounds like you are doing two things. You're increasing your frequency, which is what you need, right? You yep. need um, to increase the frequency. You're you're changing or transitioning, and maybe you already have, to more of a managing perspective of, you know, managing the team. You're optimizing what you do so that you can scale it more, is what it sounds like from a business perspective. I think that the trick is 
I think what happens when people think, oh, well, when I just get consistent clients, then I'll be happy, right? And then they get that and then they're like, oh, but I need to really scale this so that I have more time, right? Time freedom, that whole, you know, balance. And then the, so for the next thing, and then, you know, they think that, oh, when I get to this next level, it'll be easier. But actually, it's you, the more opportunities you get, the more challenging it is to even manage it all. Manage it. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, even how we started kind of came full circle of like saying, knowing what to say no to, knowing what is, you know, on deck that is a good opportunity because everything can look like a good opportunity, right? Everything can be, you know, you need to assess the market value of it. You need to assess the, the input that it requires from you. You know, bringing on a team is amazing, but you have the time to do that team management. You know, I make sure all our, our, our staff is trained in how we do things here. And then they have the choice. You know, some of them have now become even educators for me. So I've got Corey in New York. She's starting doing our fundamentals program and Kyla in Phoenix, who's also starting to train our fundamentals program. So it's about replication of self. And that's a reason this is not called sculpted by Carla. <laughs> There's a reason my name is not there. Yeah. Right. And it's because I have to, you have to put your ego in the trash can if you want to expand. This is not about me, 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 me. This is about the business itself. And the only way for me to replicate it and grow is for people to feel if they step in here and they step in here as artists for sculpted, that their identity isn't going to get absorbed by mine. And I don't, I don't want anybody to feel that way. I give every person here the opportunity to be as big as they want to be. Uh, classes, online courses, clientele, new service. You want to bring it to me? You want to present it? This is something you want to do? Like, there's no closed door policy here at all. It's harder to kind of manage it a little bit, but I also think it's the essence of what we are here. We're, we're kind of like an opportunity center. And... Like Kyla has been with me for eight years. She was my first student in my very first class. Yeah. And, if you foster yeah. that environment for sure, they want to stay. That's, that's, yeah. that's brilliant that you can um, be open to that. Right. And that you can, I mean, that's definitely some soul evolution that has to happen. Um, I think, you know, to, to let go of the ego, right. To be able right. to, to help people really thrive and be their best self and not be like, this is my business. This is how we do it. You know, that type of thing. Yeah, and not even just from a business perspective, even as an artist, you know, I send my girls, they want to take trainings and stuff like that. Guys, I, too. I send my staff anywhere they kind of want to go. You know, you want to go take this training, fine. They get an allotment every year for continuing education. And you know, some of them, they come to me and they're like, I really want to take this. It'll help them with it. Yeah. But the other day I was in New York and I was working with Corey and I was like working on something and she just looked at me. She's like, you know, you could just do that like this. And I was like, yeah. like my head exploded because we do, we get tunnel vision and you know, they're talented artists. They wouldn't be here. And I'm not more talented or less talented than they are. We're just different talented. And it's, it's really nice if you just let go of like the big right and just be the whole thing gets bigger all what is that i never remember a rising tides raise all ships you got it yep that's it that's it yeah yeah so true i had a mentor say to me one time like you want to hire people that are better than you in that skill set right like you know Mm -hmm. obviously you know if, if if they're not then 
why why are you hiring? Why are you hiring them? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like I don't want to I don't want to be working on it constantly. And there are you know like things that these girls bring to the table and guys bring to the table that like maybe I'm better over here. My skill set is stronger here, but they've got something else that's yes. like here. And I'm like, yeah, that's like, the power. Corey, Corey taught me how to use my damn iPhone. She's like, no, 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 use this for pictures and like little simple things, like tilt the ring light. And I'm like. You yeah, know, like it's amazing, and it's amazing to see them all grow and enjoy themselves. I'm just so blessed. I really am, and I I love having them all here. And yeah, I can't wait to see the next things. And if I have to encourage you guys to do anything, it's breathe into your success and just know that you're not alone. You're always kind of be on the struggle bus a little bit, and. Find people in your life that you can um, vent to and know that it's okay to vent even as an entrepreneur when you don't have a boss to complain about. It doesn't mean you can't complain about your day. <laughs> so answer the question before I ask it. I was going to say, what advice did you wish you would have had or what advice would you give? I, I think my biggest one would be don't, don't swallow it. Do not swallow your day. Like it's, it's hard what we do. And it's client, even client facing, student facing, it's hard, but the business is hard. And I felt for a really long time that I had no right to complain about the day because I took this project on myself. Mm -hmm. Almost destroyed me, guys, for real. Like, it really almost destroyed me. Not being able to talk about things that were stressing me and giving me anxiety and overwhelming me because my family would say things like, don't do it anymore. Yeah. Like that was their answer. And I'm like, no, wait, what? No. That <laughs> Hi, just cause I don't have like, you know, Carla in the office is driving me crazy and I can't believe that they gave me this bullshit back and so-and-so microwave their shrimp. Like, I, I can bitch about all that shit too, even though this is my company. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, it's just like parenting, right? Like you, yeah. there, you know, you, you, you have to have somebody that's like, about it. this is hard, but you're not going to give up your child, but you want to be like, can somebody just listen to me vent? Nothing is, you know, it's not tidy and it, it and messy means that it's stressful, right? It means mm -hmm. that it's challenging, which, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all worth it. Most of the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For at least for now, until she turns 16, like we all said before. But, you know, that's another one I always used to get. Like, well, just stay at home with your kid. Would you tell me that if I was a man? Wait, what? Like, so all my mom entrepreneurs out there, like, guys, stay strong. That's all I got to say. Like, it's not easy being a female entrepreneur. It's a little bit on the weird side still. And like, I remember, like, you know, my father-in-law at the time looking at me like, what are you working for? I'm like, wait, what? Because I like it and I enjoy it. He's like, well, you can just stay home. And I'm like, no, I, I can't. He's like, but you can. And I'm like, all right, we're just going to agree to disagree here. <laughs> yeah. So I love there are so many gems here. I, I love that there are so many new projects that are exciting for you that are coming up. And don't you just love that, like, when you get to, you know, I mean, it sounds cliche to say, like, the next level, mm -hmm. that you realize, like, like, you climb that mountain, and then you see, oh, there's even another mountain, right? Yeah. Like, it, there's it always another one. Yeah, there's yeah. always another one. And just that you 
Make sure the mountain you're on isn't crumbling underneath you while you take the walk or the leap over to the next one. And the, there's no such thing as a limit. You're the only limit that you have. You don't need them. Nothing is going to limit you except for yourself. Get yeah. help. You know, find people like April who do business coaching, you know, a good therapist, a good acupuncturist, a massage therapist. Like, guys, you're going to need all of this stuff, right? You know, you may be a really strong artist, but what was the last business class you took? Don't forget that we're running a business. Uh, you know, take business classes, go to your local community college and enroll in a night course. You know, you're, you're going to want this stuff, especially if you want to get bigger or don't be afraid to hire people who can fill in the holes that you may not have. Maybe somebody to run the business or you know, like a CEO or a CFO. Do not forget little steps like bookkeeping and money management. You really want all that stuff. So, you know, it's a business. It's not a hobby that makes yeah. you money. Okay. Yes. I have my two yeah, last final questions are uh, what's next? What do you want to talk about? What, you know, I think we talked about a lot of the things that are coming. It sounds like they just need to follow you to hear, yeah, to find out. Exactly. There's a lot coming guys. There's a lot, there's a lot <laughs> on deck. There's a lot coming. So just make sure you're following Carla and Sculpted Studios. Okay. Give them all the socials and where they can find yeah, you. Sure. So it's Sculpted Studios. So there's the Instagram and on the Instagram bio, you'll find the other two Instagram accounts that you could follow us at. They're more local three. They're all more location specific. I just updated that yesterday. There's also a tap link in that bio, which will get you to all sorts of goodies, like things like online classes, in-person classes, a little bit about us. You know, there's all sorts of stuff in that tap link. So don't be afraid to use that as well. And uh, yeah, I'm very accessible. So don't hesitate to jump into the DMs. I do run my own Instagram. So it's me. <laughs> Thank you so much You're for so all welcome. of your Thank you for your heart. And yeah, I think that really comes through. So bye, babe. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified Podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about. And also definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, hugs and high fives. See you next week.